This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, October 15th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Biden's COP26 team to include Vilsack. USTR pushes WTO reforms and airs property linked to climate concerns. Will Vilsack have climate spending in hand? Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack will be part of the U.S. delegation to the International Climate Conference that starts October 31st in Glasgow, a USDA spokeswoman confirms. President Biden will also be at the COP26 conference. Other officials going include Energy Secretary Jennifer Grandholm and Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, according to CNN. The big question is whether President Biden will have any action from Congress in time to back up his commitment to have U.S. greenhouse gas emissions by 2030. More than $90 billion in ag climate provisions and more than $200 billion in green energy incentives are at stake as Democrats struggle to agree on a pared-down version of the president's Build Back Better plan. Now, take note. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said yesterday that the legislation needed to be passed before the conference, which runs through November 12th, but that would be a heavy lift given the lack of reported progress in the intra-party talks. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki downplayed the importance of quick action on the climate measures. Whether our agenda is passed or not going into the defining factor in the success of the Glasgow meetings, she said. Ag Research Coalition. Protect Funding. A coalition that includes ag groups and land-grant universities is urging Democratic congressional leaders to prioritize ag research spending in the final Build Back Better bill. In a letter, the coalition noted that the $7.75 billion in ag research funding in the House version of the bill accounts for just two-tenths percent of total spending. That funding, quote, underlies the tools necessary to build climate resilience and food security for all Americans, the coalition says. Vilsack concerned about supply disruptions for schools. Secretary Vilsack is reaching out to food industry officials to see how USDA can help schools overcome challenges and get the food they need. As the economy has reopened, the demand was great, and I think that we have seen what we have seen is a significant fragility of our food supply chain systems, not just in the U.S., but globally, Vilsack told reporters yesterday. Elizabeth Cowles, a spokeswoman for the School Nutrition Association, says schools are scrambling to find substitute menu items. We've heard from schools all over the country that aren't receiving the foods and supplies they ordered. Discontinued menu items, shortages longer than normal lead or order times, significantly higher costs, and later delayed deliveries, she said. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. 
Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Caliph coming back to FDA? There have been multiple news reports that President Biden is considering nominating Robert Califf as commissioner of FDA, a position the medical researcher held briefly in the Obama administration. Press Secretary Saki has asked yesterday whether Biden was ready to nominate a commissioner for FDA, and her answer, not yet. USTR stresses commitment to WTO, but seeks reform. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai, in a speech yesterday in Geneva, stressed the continuing U.S. support of the World Trade Organization, but also demanded reform to make it a more relevant institution that empowers workers, protects the environment, and promotes equitable development. Tai only briefly mentioned the WTO's non-functioning appellate body, but it is a priority for many nations that are distressed over the damage being done to the dispute resolution system. The U.S. continues to block the efforts by most other nations to reinstall appellate judges. Currently, the system is essentially broken, said Joe Glauber, a former chief ag negotiator for the USDR and chief economist at USDA. In the past, the U.S. has relied heavily on the WTO dispute resolution process to challenge foreign trade barriers. Ag transportation hits red lights on finding labor. A Nebraska corn producer says for the first time her farm can't fill trucking positions. We just cannot get folks, said Deb Gangwish, a corn and soybean producer in south-central Nebraska. Gangwish says she knows other farmers who were unable to complete corn deliveries because of employee shortages. Trucking, which requires considerable time away from home, is not an appealing occupation for many workers, said Soy Transportation Coalition Executive Director Mike Steenhoek. It's not just truck drivers, though. Rail and barge companies are also struggling to find workers. FAS slashes Argentine soybean production forecast. Argentina's farmers will be planting and producing less soybeans this year. That according to the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. FAS now says the South American country will only produce 49.7 million metric tons of soybeans for the 21-22 market a year. That's 2.3 million tons less than the last official estimate by USDA. A lot of farmers are switching from soybeans to corn, and the Argentine government is at least partly to blame because it raised the soy export tax to 33%. The export tax on corn and wheat is 12%. Air's property issue linked to climate concerns. A major environmental group and paper goods manufacturer have teamed up to help resolve heirs' property issues that have made it difficult for many rural blacks to make full use of their land. 
The World Wildlife Fund and Kimberly Clark are supporting a pilot project in Mississippi that the groups hope will ultimately improve forest management and help reduce greenhouse gas emissions. We have to prevent the exploitation of families and their land if we want to prevent forest fragmentation and loss in this country and mitigate the worst effects of climate change, said Kerry Cesario, Senior Vice President of Forests for WWF. Why it matters? Well, families with their heirs' property lack clear title to the land and often have trouble getting loans or participating in USDA programs. Vangela Wade, president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Justice, says the project will help families establish legal ownership of their land and then make better use of it. Here's today's She Said It. Fiber optics has become the new toilet paper. That Shirley Bloomfield, CEO of the NTCA, the Rural Broadband Association, discussing supply shortages for materials needed to build out rural broadband. She was speaking during One Country's Rural Progress Summit yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, October 15th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.